Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hi. My name is Mark, <laughs> and I am every week joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. How are you? Hello. Yeah. You, you didn't have to say hi before. I was saying, like, hello to the, the podcast audience. You should have waited. But, you know, I'll, I'll fix it. We're also, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? We're also joined by Jackie, of course. Hello, Jackie. Hey. Jackie is the actual every week. Uh, yeah, but I feel Miles, like not really. I feel like I don't know. I and it's always boring. I'm always just like, hi, hey. Well, if you are Hello. also kooky, then Miles doesn't have anything to contrast with. Kooky. You know what I mean? Where's the what's the song that has kooky in it? Adam's family. Mm, no. Yes, it does. You're I was right. Like, what else? Has I feel kooky like in I feel it? like maybe Animaniacs does. No, but no, no. I'm thinking of Tiny Tunes. But they say we're tiny, we're toony, we're all a little loony. That's not kooky, though. I know. Anyway, this is a podcast dedicated solely to talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> the TV anime that started in 2012, except when it's not. And that is only because it's not on the air right now. It is in the middle of a hiatus. We're halfway through, maybe a third of the Sucks. way through Stone Ocean, the anime. Uh, so in the meantime, we've been watching and discussing other anime. And this week is an interesting case because we're going to be talking about three episodes of the Netflix anime Devilman Crybaby or Devilman Crybaby. Uh, but we're talking about the middle three episodes, four, five, and six, because we're going to be covering the entire anime. Also, uh, we've covered one, two, and three in a previous podcast episode. Yeah, two episodes or three episodes ago. So... If you want to watch along, you can start there and then come back here. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait yeah. here for you. Uh, we'll wait the 90 minutes or whatever. But before we get into this spring, the, what's a metaphor for the middle of like an age? We get into the adolescence, the middle ages, uh. medieval times of devil man crybaby. Mm -hmm. We need to first take a stop in our demon discussion booth. Our cum corner. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on the ceiling, uh, I didn't know. convo. <laughs> We're going to stop into our, <laughs> our chats on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> I, uh, listeners who only wanted to listen to the mailbag this episode, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, our baby batter anime chatter corner oh, baby wow. batter yeah oh wow i don't remember i don't remember baby batter it's that's a disgusting a term for cum oh is that what it's called oh it's not called i've heard people say it it's awful <sighs> all right that might come out of the episode little boys tell each other all the different words for cum i heard that as an adult okay. on the internet and i wish i never did <laughs> anyway this is the part of the podcast where we read email this episode is 18 and over uh, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we read emails that are sent to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com uh and these should be about either what we watched last week which was to your eternity or maybe about uh devil man crybaby which we're going to talk about soon wait mark what'd you do on your birthday uh on my birthday specifically jackie and i didn't really do much but that on friday night we watched benedetta 
That was your birthday. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to go out. I wanted to go out to get ice cream or something, but you were like, I want to stay home. I, so well, we I did too much food and what I, you yeah, wanted to do like because it was your birthday. That's right. We didn't do much. That's I didn't blame anybody. Uh, <laughs> but we watched Benedetta, which was my movie pick as it is Paul I was like, Verhoeven's latest movie. I was like, Mark, you can pick any movie and, I'll, and I have to watch it. Yeah, I picked a movie that Jackie and you picked would the movie probably that I, want to watch. That I did want to watch, yeah. Which, which is a movie about a lesbian nun yes. uh, from Italy. But this was a French movie directed by uh, Mark favorite director, Paul Verhoeven. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's a wild, wild movie. I think that term's overused huh. a lot these days, but Benedetta is wild. Do you want to see Jesus ride a horse and cut snakes with a sword? Do you want to see him mm-hmm. chop a dude's head off with a sword and ask a woman to take his clothes off? Well, that's okay. only the tip of the iceberg that you can find in Benedetta that is somewhat based on a true story. But not the Jesus parts. The Jesus parts, uh, that's not, that wasn't really Well, those what might he did. be her real-life hallucinations. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think Jesus really rode around and cut people's heads off. Yeah. I'd be a Christian if he did. <laughs> um, and then on Saturday, the thing is with uh, some college friends, we went out to... Uh, the New York Aquarium that's on Coney Island. I've never heard of the New York Aquarium. I forget what it's called. It's called the New York Aquarium. Oh, that's right. It's on Coney Island. Yeah. Um, it was that's pretty it. cool. Saw some sea lions yelling. I was excited for that. Yeah. What's like, or, or, or? Y- yeah, I think that's more of a seal. They're similar animals, but like in real life, They're it's like, not- <laughs> It's not like that. They're like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, it's like, yeah. it's not good. Oh, okay. It's very funny though. Uh, Cause it looked like this was like a baby seal trying to suckle at its mother's seat. Like, I'm sorry, baby sea lion trying to suckle at its mother's uh, teats. And the mom was like, fuck you. And the dad was also <laughs> yelling for no reason. Or we don't know what, what the other one was, but there was just another sea lion there. Like, ah, no, I don't think that one was yelling. I think that one just looked to the sky. Like, I hate this. Oh, but no, it started out yelling and then the baby yelled. Yeah. I think it was a female. It was smaller. Anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we had Mexican food. It was good. Yeah. Um, Oh, and Jackie got me a gift. She got me the uh, book that's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure by, I think it's Federico Anzalone, an Italian guy that was recently translated into English. So I got to read that. Miles is doing the national hand gesture of Italy. Which is to... Write in if you know what that is. Yeah, you know what that is. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it's Italian, baby. You know. Anyway, let's read some, let's read some fucking emails. The, this email is from Michael. Subject line, sometime listener, possible first time writer. Hello, Mark, Jackie, Miles, and any possible guest. This is Michael writing in for possibly the first time. I tried writing in before, but it said it didn't go through. I haven't caught up to where it would be read yet, so I don't know for sure. Hopefully, this one goes through. But anyway, hi, I'm on episode 106 of the podcast and at this very moment, and I've enjoyed this podcast a lot. Now, I was a big JoJo fan before I found this podcast, and it feels as though JoJo was a gateway for me into this podcast. Over time, it became less of, what do they think of JoJo? And more of, hey, what's Mark, Jackie, and Miles up to? I enjoyed listening to your, I enjoy listening to your voices, all of them equally very pleasant. Thanks for not ranking us. 
<laughs> and I love listening to you ramble on about things. And now I realize I'm starting to ramble. So to sum it up, I love the podcast. Keep having fun and being yourselves, Michael. P.S. P.S. I'm horny has to be one of the most obscure references I am aware of. Thanks, Michael. It's become a reference to something someone said on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything else. Do you think like any JoJo pod fans run into each other? Like they overhear each other say PS I'm horny and they're like, oh, I'm a fan too. Like remember like this is cringy, but like you'd know <laughs> someone was on Reddit if they talked about narwhals or whatever. Yeah, I thankfully never had that experience because I think that uh, I don't think I'd talk to that person if I heard someone say that. But uh, mm -hmm. what have I had? I mean, I've worn JoJo shirts out in public. Someone recognized it last week, actually. Somebody in the in the work cafeteria Whoa. is like, is that a JoJo shirt? Did you tell them about your podcast? <laughs> no, I didn't. Because it feels weird. What are you doing? I, it feels weird for someone at work to be like, is that a JoJo shirt? And then I'm like, yes, hi, hello. Also, oh, I do a JoJo I, podcast. I have a podcast. You should just have like a business I, card. Just I, give them like, here, here's my card. They're like, want to hear me joke about cum <laughs> with, despite never having spoken to me? Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't look like the most serious of a person wearing, you know, a JoJo printed graphic t-shirt, you know, instead of like something with buttons like you're supposed to at work. But anyway, I, sh I should have mentioned it. This guy seemed like a fellow traveler. Hmm. What's another thing where you get recognized because of something you say? Like in a good way, not like you're being persecuted for your religion or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just say boring neutral things to people because I I don't I if I don't know already know that they like something, then I I don't try to be weird, you know? I, <laughs> I, I try to do the same thing, but I think in college actually a, a kid like I was like you know my in my return to college phase so I'm like 28 or something and <laughs> one of the kids in the classes there is like a young 20 something and he said something like orange is the new black which is like a Scott Aukerman from comedy bang bang joke oh, God. <laughs> and I heard it I was like hey but he like didn't seem to want to like go into it with me and be like oh yeah I love he just looked like when I was like, oh, you listen to Comedy Bang Bang or whatever, he didn't He didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think maybe oh. he wanted it to be seen as an original joke or something, and I, mm. I, I ruined it. But You uh, did ruin it. Too bad. Joke What's thief. the joke? Oranges? Like, <laughs> Ackerman loves stupid. to just fuck up people's show titles when they say what they're on okay. or whatever. So instead of saying this person's from Orange is the New Black, he's like, from Orange is the New Black. I see, I see. Like, Orange yeah. is colon yes. the New Black. That's right. Got it. Yeah. House of Pies instead of House of Lies. Mm -hmm. Because House of Pies is a restaurant in Los Angeles. Okay. Anyway, we're not oh. that podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for writing, Michael. A very nice email. It's yeah. a, a very nice email. You and I'm glad that you... Nice things about us and didn't pick a favorite uh, podcaster. <laughs> very uh, uh, self-aware of you to be like, wait a minute, I'm starting to go long. Bye. <laughs> Uh, my name is spelled with a C, though. I do want to, you know, yeah. just put that in there. You got their names correct. My name spelled wrong. So I think that if there were a ranking, I'm on the bottom. Mm. That's just how I feel. Mm. Oh, for sure. I feel undervalued. Miles agrees. This email is from Katie. The subject line is to your eternity. Hi, JDB pod. Hope all is well. I forgot to write in last week to thank whoever suggested to your eternity. I was hooked after the first three episodes and ended up binging the show. So happy there will be a season two. 
Devilman is also good. It's sad not to have new JoJo's to watch, but enjoying the anime book club. Thanks, Katie. It's a good way to put it. I forgot what to, to Your Eternity was. Which one was that? Me too. It's the orb. <laughs> the orb that possesses the wolf. Now oh, remember, yeah, that was yeah. cool. I would keep watching that. It's good. Yeah. Bobby, think about orbs. Maybe, I don't know. But Kaguya, Kaguya-sama Love is War is has the new season out, so we have to watch that. And we also have to finish Ranking of Kings. We're not done with that. Oh, yeah. Ranking Nanjing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to finish that. And then maybe we can come back to this orb show. Yeah. It might be in the top three of our possible continue watch shows. Yeah. Certainly our number one orb-based shows. Yeah. Then again, World's End Harem also has a lot of orbs. Sort of. Oh, boy. Moving on. I am 35 years old. Let's get to the next email. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you. This email is from Further Striker, and the subject line is, I miss JoJo. It's pretty similar, right? To the last email, also missing JoJo. Mm. Uh, It's time again. We send our emails to whatever you call it this time. I want to just skip to the anime now. I just started watching it, and I must say, I think this is about to your eternity. I just started watching it, and I must say it's good, but didn't get me intrigued. It's like when you eat something expensive, but it tastes all right. For starters, it's a little wonky storytelling on my end, probably because I watch too many YouTube shorts that don't say anything. Enough criticism, let's skip to the final part of this email. A lot of skipping. A thank you for letting me resend this. P.S. Where did all the horny memes go? Where did they go? I don't... Further strike, tell you us got, that you're horny, everyone. You got to tell us what email, what what anime you're writing in about, so that we know what you're saying. Please, thank you. Yeah, and what's wonky about the storytelling? Where's the wonk? There was a previous email where Further Striker also suggests Jujutsu Kaisen. Which did we watch that? I feel like we, we watched, watched three it. episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. We did. That's correct. Yeah, we watched it already. Go find go find that episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a show that I I need to pick back up because everyone loves it so much. I don't remember really that one. Do which one was that? It's the one where he eats the demon finger and becomes able uh, to go devil form. A lot of devils. Devils are good. You know, I, I you know I like devil based animes more than Mecca. That's for sure. Yeah, mm. I saw um, who was it? I think it was Sea Dog VA Connor, whatever the fuck Welsh guy on on YouTube was doing a you laugh, you lose thing. And someone submitted a clip from, apparently the dub of the original Devilman is very funny. It's like, it's got a bunch of cursing and stuff in it. Like they just said, screw it, let's do adult oriented stuff. And it's just like weird, I think, to see like 70s style animation and someone just being like, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this guy. (laughs) I wish I could remember the exact line, but that's something to look up. Original Devilman dub. Did you tweet out, by the way, that we were watching more episodes of devil man i think so eventually really late okay but anybody who would care would have already listened to previous should have listened to last week's episode damn it oh did we say it there? but then again i guess if people don't care they would have skipped to your eternity i did That's say it at the end of last week's episode yeah okay. i should have tweeted out earlier but yeah look they know it's coming if they care they already watched ahead it's, it's just we haven't gotten any emails about devil man so it's all about we have now delayed ones about maybe. to your eternity but anyway this email is fine this email's from Chad. The subject line is... Right, wait, wait, wait. Why don't... Just because I don't know if I'll cut... Just... Uh, can you just start you again? cut? Don't cut anything. I cut everything. This email... This podcast sounds like a professional news 
It's 60 seconds long. It's just like a fucking news <laughs> spot by the time I'm done with it. It's it's a real tight edit. Oh, yeah. People just think we don't even breathe. <laughs> this email is from Chad. Subject line is, every time you watch what happens in the OP for Two Year Eternity, it's more of a bummer than the last time. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. To Your Eternity was on my own short list of anime I wanted to get you all to watch, so I'm glad someone saved me the trouble. I only found one JoJo voice connection. The mysterious god slash narrator is voiced by Kenjiro Tsuda. He also voiced JoJo Part 1 Undead Knight, Bruford, and Part 5 Enemy Stand user Tiziano, Stand Talking Head. Uh, he's an awesome VA voice actor. He's an awesome voice actor, not Virginia, in case... Anybody listening knows what the A is. <laughs> He's an awesome Virginia. <laughs> He's an awesome voice actor and even did a live action short as himself to coincide uh, with his voice work as the main character of Way of the House Husband. I don't know about you all, but I love Utada Hikaru's, Utada Hikaru's song they used for the OP. It feels otherworldly, which, in my opinion, fits the narrative of this strange creature on its heartbreaking journey. Um, normally, OPs tend to spoil the entire show plot with imagery that you'll eventually see, but the Your Eternity OP actually does something almost cruel, in my opinion, by showing things that will happen mixed with things that never will. Uh, I still like the show and hope the hosts and any listeners keep watching. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. There's a show on Showtime that just started called The Tin Man That Fell to the Earth. What? Starring um, Chiwetel. That's not called The Tin Man, is it? Oh, I can't read. The Man (laughs) That Fell. (laughs) Tin Man would be interesting. He fell to Earth to get his heart, yeah. The Man That Fell to the Earth. Starring um, Chiwetel AGO4. I don't know how to say this person's name. This is my, my best is Chiwetel AGO4 uh, that shares some similarities with To Your Eternity. If you have Showtime, it's only been running a few episodes, so I recommend checking it out if you can. Okay. This is a... Chiwetel AGO4. Is that an actor I know? Let me look You up. You might know him, yeah. Chiwetel AGO4. Chewy Edgelord. No. Come on. Uh... The Man Who Fell to Earth previously was a movie. Oh, I do know him. He from 1976, familiar. starring David Bowie. It looks weird. I want to see the original David Bowie movie. Oh, he was in 12 Years of Slave. Ah. That's right. He's the main guy. He was the years. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so... Is 12 his first name? or I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, so they're both based on a novel by Walter Tevis. Who also did, oh, the same person who wrote The Queen's Gambit. Oh. And The Hustler and the Color of Money. I haven't seen The Queen's Gambit is trying to make the Q train, am I right? I haven't seen it. I don't think the Q even goes. Is that an original joke? Yeah, baby. I like it. I don't think the Q does. The Q's a Brooklyn thing, Brooklyn, Manhattan, but that's a good joke. I should have said the seven. Sorry. The Queen's (laughs) Gambit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We're transit pod again. That's right. Miles got to plan out his trip to New York. I can't believe this guy. Wow. American novelist and short story writer 
wrote two books about like being a hustler, like playing pool for money, and then a chess thing. Okay, that kind of tracks billiards and chess, and then about a fucking alien who falls to Earth. What a cool guy. Cool. Anyway. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, thanks for writing, Chad. I have not noticed that about the OP. I mean, you know, I had other things to think about. Well, it said that there's stuff that will never happen. We don't know that until we watch the whole show, right? I mean, maybe. Maybe it shows stuff that won't happen from episode one with the Arctic snowboy. Oh. You know, things that we already... Maybe Chad's sad that girl is not eaten by the demon bear. (laughs) That's something that will never happen. Maybe. Maybe there's another bear later in the show. We haven't watched yet, but thank you for writing, everybody. Again, those were... Email sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Real fast, also want to tell you that we have a Patreon. It is a great way to support the show. One of the best, people say. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support us for as little as $1 a month. That gets you access to the Patreon feed and lets you be admitted to the kingdom of heaven when you pass away. For $3 a month, You also get access to the Patreon feed, but we will say thank you out loud on the podcast like this. So thank you to Nombre Nodigas, Daniel, Dalton, Madison Joestar, Soliloquy Jackalope, Ken Barron, Kasun, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Dylan, Nocturnal, Kenny, My Sleep Paralysis Demon, (laughs) Caden Austin Tim Tyler Michael Chris and Chad Thank you all so much for supporting the show and thank you to uh, the artist formerly known as Mark's Lamp for learning that you can abuse the display name on Patreon Nice I think I don't know if that's for our (laughs) podcast maybe they're doing it for other Mm. Patreons but I, I, uh, I like it me oh. too. The artist formerly known as Mark's lamp. Yes. What happened to your lamp, Mark? Nothing. I have two lamps. They're both doing great. So I don't know if that was, maybe it was a different Mark. Who knows? Oh, okay. That would be a weird coincidence. They are, I'm going to be honest with you. They are slightly different color temperatures. That really bothers Mark. It Well, they're only slightly different. So it's not that bad, but it is this thing where I'm like, I should use the the orangey one. It's late at night now. Mark has strong opinions about lamp about uh, color temperatures. I do, I really do. If you have an indoor light and it's fucking daytime daylight balanced, like five thousand blue light Kelvin or whatever, whatever, you're a fucking psycho if that doesn't bother <laughs> you. If it bothers you, but you don't know what to do about it, that's fine. But if you're just like, yeah, the sun's in my house, walking around like it's twelve noon when it's nine at night, you're fucked up. Anyway, we have another deer on Patreon where I will not curse at you. Uh, and it is not really meant to be a long commitment. Okay. You don't have to commit. But if you throw us $15 one time, uh, we will watch the anime that you tell us to watch. We'll do a, time. Whole, a whole episode structured around an anime that you like, no matter how ridiculous it is. Structured is doing a lot of work there. Ah. Uh, I have to like look up stuff a little bit. Uh, that's true. And sometimes we have to sign up for a new app. And then, you know, I make the Photoshop. I type in the name. There's like structure in the way that like a bunch All right, of... I, look, I apologize. We You do a lot of work. You know, like a toothpick house is still a house. Anyway. True. 
so yeah, that's called the Boss Us Around tier. So you can actually on Patreon just step up to that tier and then step right back down. The money goes into our account and then we make a dumb episode about the anime that you want us to talk about. Uh, someone chained three months together and that's why we're doing all of Devilman Crybaby. So if you're like, what do I do with my extra money? Think about throwing it our way. You could even throw it our way and say, watch whatever you want. I don't give a shit. That's also allowed. So go to patreon.com slash jjbpod to uh, make a vulgar display of your power over us. Yeah, and honestly, with inflation, your money's worthless anyway. You might as well give it to us. Yeah, what are you, collecting one cent interest on that a month? Who gives a shit? It's a waste of time. All right, let's take a quick break and then come back to talk about Devilman Come Baby. No. Talk about devil babies. Devil babies will do the same for you. We're back to talk about (laughs) Devilman Cry Baby episodes four, five, and six. Uh, If you don't know... We're not going to go through all the origin stuff like I did last time, but it's the brainchild of Masaaki Yuasa, animated by Science Saru. I recently learned they announced that Hideaki Anno, the Evangelion guy, is getting this Japanese medal of distinction with purple ribbon that's like, you know, people who contributed a lot to the Japanese culture. And Masaaki Yuasa already has it, actually. Which uh, I haven't seen a lot of other stuff he's worked on, but I think that's pretty crazy. If the Evangelion guy only gets it now, what they waited for the remakes to mm-hmm. say you did a lot for the culture? Yeah, ridiculous. I did put on. They were like, "You gotta, you gotta end it better, man." <laughs> Just a bunch of people in this like room voting on who's culturally significant. And they're like, "Well, the ending sucked. It didn't make sense." <laughs> That's right. I did add to my letterboxed watch list the movie Mind Game, which is also by Yuasa, because it looks fucking crazy. And it's one of the movies that inspired everything, everywhere, all at once, along with uh, Paprika. In the Mood for Love is pretty uh, pretty clearly referenced in Everything, Everywhere. You haven't seen it, right, Miles? I haven't seen... I've seen In the Mood for Love, but not Everything, Everywhere. Yeah, you got to get on that. I do. It's good. Oh, yeah, I, I think forgot. I've seen Mind Game. Really? It's from 2004. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of the ones my brother showed me. Yeah, I got to watch that. It seems people say that it's just nuts. It's like hard to follow. It's just a lot of unabashedly aesthetic fun times. Uh, but this is not just aesthetics here. Devilman is getting, we're very into plot and shit at this point. I will say that after talking to Tim, I did stop and listen to the intro to mm. this show that Jackie you think it sounds like I've got the power by snap yeah I think it's specifically like the do 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 yeah do, to you sounds like do 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 no you're doing it wrong it's do 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 no it isn't do 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 no that's how it is no I've got the power no I was right no you're wrong <laughs> we'll find out in the edit do 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 I think you're you're mashing them up no, I'm not. You're finding a happy medium. No, I'm not. Maybe, That's what it sounds like. Maybe it's chords. Maybe there, there's both notes present, but we hear what we want to hear. <laughs> I think it's... No, that's not That's not it. All right, well, I'm going to mash them up now. Maybe you're thinking of a different song. I've got the power! 
I've got the power. Because I would bet money on it. Isn't like I've got the power also later where she's like, <laughs> Sounds like she's being like sucked away by a balloon or something. I don't know. All right. Anyway, Miles, you, before we started recording, you, you said something interesting about this. You said, do you guys like this show? <laughs> so I want to know, how are you feeling about this show uh, in, in comparison to last week as well? How are you feeling? Uh, I don't remember because we didn't watch it last week. It was literally months ago. Okay. It was like three episodes ago. How How is it comparing to then? Uh, I still don't think it has grabbed me. Wow. Okay. Some of it is moving. The The mom episode was moving. Yeah. Episode four has a lot happening. I think maybe it's like the gratuitousness of the violence is maybe numbing for me. That's interesting. Maybe that's what it is. Like it takes center stage and kind of makes you find it hard to feel emotional about it. Yeah, I just feel like everyone's just getting turned into goop. So whatever. Interesting. It does. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like I can I can understand what you're saying, where it's like it's so dangerous and it's so like hyper stylized that it feels like, yeah, this could happen to the main character any minute anyway. Kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Yeah. And if if you didn't know. (laughs) If you didn't know what the show is about, it's about there's a bunch of devils that are very powerful and they hide in their human hosts. But the they main like kid, take over. They, they they possess. Yeah. Yeah. They possess human bodies, but the main kid uh, is he's, able to. He's not a he's not a devil. He's a devil man. He's a devilman and also a crybaby. And he manages to sort of meet in the middle with the devil that took him over. So he's like he has his human heart and human conscience, but he has devil abilities when he wants. Best of both worlds. And it is a metaphor for puberty. <laughs> uh, I definitely. Okay. And uh, this episode four is right after there was a cliffhanger at the end of three where uh, Yo, the blonde haired, blue eyed, like financier slash overlord, kind of the guiding hand behind Akira's yeah. devil escapades. And we still don't really know what his goals are. We still don't are. know what, what is up with him. Yeah. But he wants to kill his uh, Akira's friend Miki. Yeah, because she knows she too much. saw. Yeah, maybe. Well, she saw, but who knows what she knows? She saw yeah. the, the 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 devil man. Which I don't fucking get because because does doesn't he in the last episode that we watched here he fucking broadcast the devil thing so that everybody knows about it? So who cares that she knows about the devils? Well, he wanted he had a plan which was to on that track meet day. Mm-hmm. broadcast it out to everyone and then uh but who cares if like one girl knows like nobody would believe her anyway well if she leaked it and and you know if, if uh you know she was convincing enough then maybe they wouldn't have this big track meet or something that increased security mm. or who okay. knows it traced back it to him yeah because i mean he's been he's been doing stuff around the world in in pursuit of this so maybe somebody rio? would start counting receipts i don't know yeah rio mm. There's some more good English in this this episode. Yeah. From Rio. Although mm-hmm. the Rio actor, it feels more like he's reading it phonetically. Yeah. The um But his still the accent is good. The accent's pretty solid. The but the people on the plane and uh Akira's mom are very, very good at English. Uh mm-hmm. which just furthers the question to me of when there's awful English in a show or in like, you know, a, a bad translation of like game instructions where I'm like you can just find people who speak English. You know, they're out there, Japanese companies. You don't have to write something that makes no fucking sense. It's, it depends on how much they care about it. 
I know. But they should care. They they do that in They should care. They do that in, in English stuff too. Yeah, and they shouldn't do that. Or they will have somebody on who like speaks Spanish, but they don't really speak it well. Well like, it you is, can tell that they're not fluent. Something that happens in uh in America is when you call a place like a pharmacy or a doctor's office or whatever, and they'll say like for one you know, press one if you wanna get fucked, press two if you wanna hang up, whatever. Uh, and then they'll have it in Spanish. They'll say press nine for Spanish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll have a totally different voice come on. Like they, they yeah. bought the license to have <laughs> somebody Spanish. A different robot. The Spanish robot. Well, sometimes it's a human being. And so sometimes like uh, the CVS robot. robot. The CVS <laughs> robo says uh, para español marque siete. Like he says yeah. it very like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Spanish level one high school gringo style. Nice. Um, but But today I called in office and it was like in english and then she did it in spanish and i was like oh you speak spanish yeah listen to that it's good when it's the same person yeah yeah uh i guess what we're saying here is if you are a doctor hire bilingual people yeah no matter what at least for the phone person anyway (laughs) at least to record the phone messages anyway what are we talking about what is the show what happens in this show uh so they somehow they were going to fight at the beginning of episode four, but then they don't fight. I guess Akira c- convinces Ryo to just like give her a chance to see if she. Well, they also kind of get things that kind of um, diffused by the fact that Akira gets a phone call from his yeah. mom, I think. Right? Yeah. What I don't yeah. understand about that scene. And Ryo is like, anybody can turn into a demon. Don't trust your parents. Only trust me. Because he loves him, and so never, he's like, "I'm the only, you know, I'm the only one that." Never for you. a good thing to hear from anybody. <laughs> Don't trust <laughs> only anyone. Only trust me. Yeah. Okay. That's very like manipulative. This is healthy. This isn't a cult. Yeah. But here's the thing I didn't like about this was they have their heads bashed together. Their hands are occupied. Akira is holding Miki. Uh, Ryo has a gun and maybe a phone on the other hand. But the mom calls, obviously he can't pick up, but she leaves a message. But the, don't they just like listen to it while they're sitting yeah. there? Like it's not a fucking answering machine. Mm. Yeah. So like, I didn't like that does either. someone like with their free hand poke, like listen to message now? Like why do they hear it? They just briefly time traveled back to 1996. It's, it's interesting. If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, look up answering machine. Because it used to be you'd be sitting there at home if you didn't pick up and you'd hear the answering machine and message. An actual tape. You'd hear it was them an actual talk. it was an actual machine. Yep. It was a machine that you plugged into your phone and it had a little cassette tape in it. Yeah, and you could listen to the message while someone was leaving it. And you could even pick up if you're like, oh shit, this is important. You could pick up the phone and be like, Okay, I am actually here. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. But that's not how this should work uh, in this show with cell phones and stuff. So I didn't get that. I also wanted to ask you guys, as people who grew up Catholic, shoot, do people ever have the Last Supper painting in their homes? Are you joking? No. You haven't been to like any of my family's house because they, they have... always have saints and stuff. I feel like I don't see the Last Supper. No, the you the Last Supper has to be over the dinner table. Really? Yeah, multiple multiple family members have that. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, my grandma had it growing up, but I guess she doesn't have it anymore. But yeah. Well, I didn't know her then. <laughs> I didn't go. But yeah, there. like everybody. I has have it. never seen this in my life. I really? took note of it as well, Mark. Oh, well, it's also <laughs> it's like totally because thing. it's so big. Yeah, it's it was way it was, too big in the it show. It was extra big. It was extra. It's usually not that big, but yeah, the last I think we episode talked painting, about it painting. last episode. 
Yeah, I've talked about my favorite person in the Last Supper painting is is the guy that looks like he's like, what the fuck is Jesus doing? <laughs> um, but uh, okay, I was wondering because I was like, I don't think I've seen that. WTFIJD. Seen... <laughs> That's my new wristband. Maybe maybe the dad is Italian, the like blondie dad. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's Italian. I'll wait for the Christmas episode and see if they eat a bunch of fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Italian, baby. Right, Miles? That's right. That's the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Look at that. He pulled it off. <laughs> I did it. I'm going to look up to see if I'm right. Please. Yes. You did it. Because I'm a full-blooded Italian. The Feast of the Seven Fishes. Every Italian knows this. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so we learn in this episode that Akira is... The reason why he's living with Miki's family is because his parents both went to work overseas as doctors, I think. Something mm-hmm. like that. So, And he hasn't seen them for so long since like middle school. So he hasn't seen them his entire high school career. And they apparently don't FaceTime a lot or visit a lot. He said he's gotten like two phone calls since middle school or something insane like that. How can you leave your little baby boy like this? I couldn't understand it's it. extremely irresponsible. I mean, yeah. th- it is a common thing in Japan for one. Who raised him? He just raised him. Oh, I guess I he's know. staying with um, Miki's family and stuff. I guess so. Um, yeah. It's common for like the father or one of the, like someone who's usually the breadwinner and part of a industry that needs people overseas to leave in Japan and just be like an absentee father or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does seem weird to have both people do that because then it's like, well, then what are you working for? You know, it makes like if, if you need to make extra money to like raise a family, that makes sense. Yeah. But for both, you know, be like, well, uh, and were they both our overseas? future's important. I don't know. Were like, they both overseas in the US? Because then like they might as well have all just moved to the US. Well, yeah. that's the other question. Why don't right. you just move the kid somewhere? <laughs> What is this? Maybe they're demon hunters secretly. Well, not anymore. Because <laughs> in not this episode, anymore. it's like they bring up his parents, they explain his relationship a little bit, and then they kill them both. Yeah. He doesn't even get to really talk to them again, technically. Yeah. Yeah, he has to like cut his dad's head off, kind of. Yeah. We see only from from uh, the mom's perspective, from the parents' perspective, that they're like on a bus at the airport and then someone in the back of the bus is all zombified and they look like they're possessed by a demon. And it turns out it's the dad. And the dad just starts slashing people in half, blowing up heads and stuff. And all their heads end up on his body. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Bowser, kind so of. He, he, but all his victims are on his stomach. He definitely turns into, yes, a kappa or yeah. kappa, which is what Bowser is based on. It's a Japanese mythological creature. Mm. Um. I don't know if the death mask thing is part of Kappa lore, though. But the um, the the after the father kills a bunch of people and off camera, off scene, the mom as well is presumed. When uh, Akira and Ryo realize that something's wrong with his mom, and they go to find them, the dad has like transformed fully into a demon form, which is a big Kappa, and on his like underbelly are a bunch of faces. And the mom is calling out, and, and she does seem to be her own character. It's not like he's speaking through her. Is being like, don't come, don't fight. Uh, I'm already dead. So it's strange because it's like, I don't know. She's dead, but she is a ghost. She is somehow yeah. talking. Because uh, she says specific stuff too. Like, I'm sorry we weren't there or whatever. 
Um, yeah, but then he's like, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like the monster trying to make him sad or if it was yeah. really the mom. Then he was like, you're not my mom or whatever. He's a little bit like that, but before before that, really, uh, there's like a little girl who's speaking English, and she's like, "Please, I'm scared," and then her head blows up because Rio shoots it with a sniper rifle, and he's like, "Those are death masks. Those aren't <laughs> those aren't real people yeah. anymore. It's not your mom. You got to kill him, or I will." And I was like, "I don't know what I would do in that situation. Would I feel better killing these like zombie husks of my parents? Would I then feel guilty, or would I be more pissed if you know someone I knew did it?" You know, I don't know. Let's not, yeah. we don't have to open that up. That's fine. There was a, I loved um, when the mom was on the bus, there was a shot outside the bus and just the blood splattering from window to window mm. was just so great, I thought. It did look cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Akira ends up having to, you know, kill his father, kill this uh he tries to kind of talk and he's like, fight it, fight the demons. Yeah, but he couldn't fight it. He wasn't enough of a crybaby. Couldn't become a devil man. There's also a B plot here with like, well, I don't know. You just kind of see the girl, the girl, Miko, and she's running. Um, and then she stops somewhere and then she's confronted by that guy with like oh, the yeah. uh, kind of like dreads I think he has that dreads. he has in his hair. And he just starts kind of talking, but then it turns into a poem slash like slam poetry rapping situation and he just at first i was like this guy's rambling a lot but then i realized it was like rhyming <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was i thought it was cool it was yeah. very long it was very long i it was weird to me that it was like this episode managed to squeeze in like establishing of his parents appearance and backstory murder them and then have a guy rap for like five straight minutes um yeah. I thought it was it was interesting. He said he said it was nice that she takes care of flowers and he just like he was like kind of rapping about how he wanted to say something to her but he's always shy. Uh and she tears up. So that's nice. Yeah. So they like each other kind of maybe. Yeah, it was uh it was interesting cuz I kind of wondered that she thinks this guy's kind of annoying uh based on their last, you know, encounter. Uh, and partially because he's looking, he's interested in the other Miki, not realizing that she's also Miki. Uh, uh, but then he just like does this rap and it's nice, you know, he's expressing himself. He's certainly more interesting than your average loser. But his rap is mostly about himself and how depressed he is and stuff. Well, no, he says that he likes how she takes care of flowers. That was part of it too. Okay. It is mostly about him, but he does talk about why he likes her and it's that she's nice to the flowers. Okay. Just because I was a little bit like... If you already think a guy is kind of annoying or weird and then he's just like, yo, I'm fucked up and I want to die. This city's not good for me. You'd be like, uh, you should just write this down or something. Yeah. Don't tell me about this. This is weird. Mm. Just unloading all this shit onto a, a girl. But if she relates, then it's like, oh, we should be sad together. <laughs> yeah. He's like, will you be the Sally to my Jack? And then they get a bunch of tattoos together. Maybe. I don't know. Well, they did end up going. He took her to a rave or whatever. To go to a rave, which is a terrible sign in this show. Yeah, don't go there. No raves should be held in the Devil Man Crybaby world. It did not work out for them. It did not work out. There's a lot of drugs, drug taking and butt shaking. And demons. And demons. And we don't see it happen, but later we do see that she is possessed. And I think he is too, no? I don't know, because I thought the gay character later was him. But it's oh. another guy with like. But it wasn't. With, I think it's a different dude. Yeah. It's another dude with like afro 
ripped off hair, like, mm-hmm. you know, fake black dude hair, basically, yeah. on a Japanese guy. Although I don't know the, the ethnicities of these characters, I guess. That's true. Anyway, uh, she gets possessed and she looks super different, as does uh, Akira, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's like a tan babe now with her hair up in a ponytail. At first I was like, that's not the same person. But then I realized like, oh, she's a demon. So she has to be different looking. Yeah. I think her baps got even bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in the <laughs> final track. And I think scene. she got more tan as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super different. Mm-hmm. Um, In the like last track scenes where she's running, her tits are like, they're like wrecking balls flapping around. It's crazy. <laughs> So we, we, she shows up later. She's more at play, I think, in the later episodes. Yeah. Um, but episode five um, is when a- Akira gets very horny. He goes to talk to Miki. He can see through her clothes. Miki, yeah. And this is the Miki that's human and the track star that he lives with the family of. Yeah. The girl that is his kind of like girl next door friend situation. But he gets all horny for her. He can see through her clothes. Then there's a cat on his head. Yeah, some cat ruins it. It's a very dark scene for some reason. It's like hard to tell, but a cat jumps on his head. Uh, yeah. Which maybe that's like a pussy joke. I don't know. I don't mm. know if they associate cats with vagina like we do in English. But then like she's in bed and she can hear him like screaming or something. And then you see that he's just like in bed, like thinking about sex and shit. Well, what's weird is they they also, I think, transpose on top of it, uh, Silen mm. masturbating out in the middle of like the cityscape. The like half eagle mm. demon babe with white hair. But yeah, it was funny because there's a sequence too where then you see him, he's imagining himself doing a lady doggy style and it's very neon. He's hearing quotes in his head. So it's like half nightmare mm. kind of thing. And then you hear like a, like a, like a splooshy, splashy noise. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe it's a sex thing. And then he wakes up and there's nothing there. So I was like, oh, it's not a sex thing. But then something drips on him. And I'm like, oh, I bet he was woken up by a leak in the ceiling. Mm -mm. So it wasn't sex at all. But then he looks up and it becomes apparent that he blasted semen onto the ceiling. And there is so much that it is dripping onto him. Uh, Terrible. It's It's like a superpower. Yeah, it seems like a superpower. Maybe he'll pull that out as like a a last fight uh, technique against a demon. Uh, it's gross. He holds his nose, which I thought was a funny detail. But <laughs> what? Imagine cleaning that up. I guess like if you had to clean that up and there's still like a big stain on the ceiling, nobody would assume it was semen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your host family True. would not be like, you fucking jizz blasted the ceiling. Yeah, they would think you? it's water damage or something. You'd be better off just being like, I opened a beer stupidly. That's mm. what it is. <laughs> I don't know why it smells like that. Um, I don't know. I assume it's, he's... And they'll be relieved when they learn it's not water damage. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, oh, it's calm. <laughs> Thank God. We know how to get rid of that, don't we? <laughs> Bunch of perverts. Um. So then, like, all the rapper guys, they go into, like, a store, and oh, they go into a store because they see their friend, the kid with the dreads, the, and... Yeah, the... Yeah, so... Does he look different in this scene, or is he himself? I think I think he looks different. He might he also be possessed. Different. Yeah, because why? How else could he have survived the rave unless she protected him? Unless Miki mm. protected him? I don't know. Yeah, but then he like they try to like approach him and talk to him, and he just kind of like he's just like help, help! They have a gun. You know, he's just like I don't know, trying to get them 
like taken out by security or something. Yeah, and, I don't know why he's doing this. And then people see that one of the guys has like a, has a tattoo on his arm, and so they get like extra afraid. Like they just assume like well, okay, there was this a new, guy has a tattoo. There was a, a news story about the tattoo like crime gang. Oh, the Christian really? family was watching it on their TV earlier. Yeah. Okay. I missed that, but I assumed it was like, okay, they see a tattoo and they assume that it, they're gang related. Um, and tattoos are rarer in Japan. Yeah. But, and they are associated with the Yakuza. And they, and they tell you to cover it up. Yep. But um, in this case specifically, yeah, they were, they were like armband tattoos coming out of sleeves on the news. So yeah. Yeah. But the, the cops are like ready to fucking shoot them. Yeah. With their little guns on wires attached to them. Yeah. And then Miki fucking steps in and she's like, leave them alone. You stupid cops. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't you guys see that they are just called like high school students, and you guys are, uh, you know, judging and whatever, whatever. And she's like, they they said that they don't have a gun, and you, you should leave them alone. And it's like, all right, like, chill out. Like, In America, she would already have been shot like seven <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. the, the cops would have just like bashed her fucking nose in and gotten her on the ground. The idea that her. she could be like, look, they said they don't have guns. You'd be like, are you? Like, that would not never work in this country, like any <laughs> police precinct. No, it would not. To just be like, hey, you don't have the right to even ask. It's like, if someone sneezes in this country, it's like, you have a fucking gun, don't you? And I mean, to be fair, it's more likely that you have a gun in this country. In this country, yeah. The, but one of the guys, he had his hand in his pocket and it looked suspicious. And then he pulls out, what, a remote? It's like an audio recorder. Oh, it was a recorder he was recording. I don't know what he was recording, but yeah, it was just audio. Just just cops yelling at him. And so then the cops are like... He's got a podcast. Maybe. (laughs) Doing some field recordings. And then the cops, when they see the the audio recorder, they're like, all right, we screwed up. Like, you're not going to pat them down or anything? Like, come on, cops. You got this far. Yeah, that is pretty bad police work. You you got this far. You might as well harass them some more. Like, also, (laughs) small... That's what cops do, right? Small small note here, but I also hate that... uh, you know, someone yells, oh, they've got guns. And then the, the cashier is the one who pulls an alarm because the, the cashier sees the tattoos. If you have an under-the-counter alarm, it's going to be silent, mm. I think. Right. It, That's the whole point. Right. So that the people in the store aren't aware of the fact that there's an alarm and they won't just start killing people or freaking out or whatever, making it more dangerous. It's supposed to be silent. Yeah. The cops show up quietly. Mm-hmm. But in this anime, it's like everyone runs screaming yeah because i thought i was like well maybe it's just for the those of us watching to know that an alarm was tripped but people are yelling and running away yeah um but who knows and miki says that she's the reason why she stepped in is because men don't explain themselves well (laughs) she's like well i felt i had to you know intervene because men don't explain themselves well yeah that was that was a fun little button on that but yeah. yeah, we don't know what's up with that guy did he like does he consider miki miko his girlfriend now and so he's like i don't need my friends they don't understand how much I like girls that water plants. Yeah, why do you become such a jerk? I'm going to get them shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like he this He just guy. wanted them to leave him alone, I think. It's probably the evil demon inside him, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he didn't fight it. He doesn't have a pure enough heart. He's just all demon now. Yeah. Um, And then Ryo goes to talk to... Akira and tells him to go here's some money go take care of your vices I don't remember why that happened so but. it's that basically we get the we get uh oh well is this after he he fights Silen no okay this is before well regardless there's like some there's some shots that imply that he's been out killing demons because he's frustrated about his parents dying mm. and so he he comes into uh Ryo's house when Ryo is doing like an interview or setting up for the big track shoot or whatever 
and Akira just shows up covered in demon blood, orange tang, uh, and Akira, uh, Ryo is like, I couldn't believe you used my list without me. Meaning, like, I guess Ryo has a list of like demons that need to be killed and are bad and evil. And Akira found it and just decided, like, I'm gonna go kill some demons. And he- heretofore, I don't know if I use that word correctly, but I'm gonna try. Miles, help me out here. Heretofore, okay. he's been only killing demons as like an operation with Ryo. Yeah. Hey, you did great. Thank you. So yeah, it's sort of this weird speech too where Joe is like, you know, human beings exercise vices by, you know, getting laid or gambling or drinking and then he just throws him stacks of money and he's like, you should learn from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later we do see that Akira does seem to have gone out. He goes out and like the prostitutes don't want to talk to him because they think he's dangerous or something. But Well, he comes out of a brothel at one point. I didn't know. And he's like drooling and shit. I couldn't tell if he already had sex um, I was looking for more or if he was turned down. Yeah, I don't know. Well, then Celine comes on to him. And so he goes with her. Yeah, she's posing as as though she's a, a lady of the night. And she's like, say your name. She's like, no, that's not your name. Say, you know, what's your name? Um, she wants him to say Amon. And, oh. you know, she wants to pull that guy out. Because she mentions to Kaim, I think his name is, her like partner with the goatee. Earlier, she's like, I bet I could summon Amon, the demon that's inside uh, mm-hmm. Akira. He'll remember me. And then she says something like, I'll swallow his penis. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> she say that? She says if, yeah, or, or else I'll, yeah, I'll swallow his penis or something like that. Yeah. It's a lot. And so in this case, we know that she's trying to seduce him and get him to say that his name is Amon. Or she's trying to wake up Amon out they, of Akira. They start having sex. And then she starts turning to, into a demon while they're having sex. She's trying to make him into a bestiality guy. That's not cool. And then she <laughs> grows her wings and she flies out into the sky. And they're flying. But they're they're not having sex anymore. They're just flying. Um, And then, I don't know. They, they fight and it's really, really dark. So you can barely see what is happening. Yeah, when they land and she like throws a barrel at him and stuff. But Jackie, while they're flying, doesn't he say at some point like, I, I'm i glad you're a devil because of something, something I wouldn't fuck a human. I think he is fucking her at one point when they're flying around. Oh, I didn't I see think that. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like humping. Like you see his art, his back oh, arched and he's moving. I didn't see that. Which I was like, I guess they already, I'm like, I don't know what this is. This is weird. But yeah, then they <laughs> land near like some industrial area uh, he loses an arm because she throws a barrel at it really hard or something. Oh, okay. I thought she ripped it off. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he loses at least one or two limbs. And she's like, Amon, wake up and make love to me. And then he rips half of her face off and one of her arms. And then her her partner, Kaim, who uh, seems to really care about her and has been like monitoring the situation is nearby and he turns into his form. We knew he had electric powers because he shocks them out of the sky at one point, but he turns into like a big bull. And he like, then they fuse together. Yeah, and he's like, Gatai, Gatai, which I we didn't know they could do this, but I bet maybe in the original anime this was a thing at some point, fusing demons. And so in this case, he's like, let's fuse, you're almost dead. And she's like, but if I'm almost dead and we fuse, then we're both going to die, which is interesting. And then... In his bull form, he like somehow his face pops off. Like he just blows his own head off. In order to fuse. Yeah, but it's like I don't he didn't like take his hand and slice it off. His head just goes like poof. Like it just <laughs> comes off. Pop. And she, I guess You can do that if you try hard enough too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm like nervous in a crowd, I'm gonna do that. Um 
And she just somehow jumps in there, fuses in there, and now she's got the power of both uh, Selene and Kaim. It's very powerful and scary. Yeah, and she's winning. She's fucking up uh, Akira. And and Akira's like almost dead, and he's like losing a lot of blood, and he's like, you know, I guess in his head, he's like, why aren't you coming to finish me? Why, why aren't you coming to finish me off? Like, you've won. Yeah, he sees them kind of like pull up, like circle, like they're going to turn around a little bit further away from him, but then they just stop moving, and he's like, why haven't you finished me yet? He passes out. And then the episode ends, and I don't know what happens because the next episode starts, and he's fine. It starts with... Go ahead, Miles. It doesn't really explain how she dies or how they die. I think, like, they were already too weak is my assumption. Oh, so at the at the fade-out of episode five, there's briefly, like, it goes to black and then, like, lightning strikes, and you see that the, the fusion demon Kaim and Selena are just frozen standing where they are. So, you know, because Ryo then sh- uh, shows Akira, like, look, they died standing on their feet. I think they literally do just mm. die in the middle of fighting. Wow. Yeah. Like, as though, like, she lost too much blood or something and was using a lot of energy. And so he just kind of got lucky. So they're just dead? Yeah. We're not going to see them again? Yeah. Nope. Which wow. is a bummer because they and were I think cool. It's, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the whole thing is supposed to cut against, like, Ryo all, saying that demons have no feelings. Right, right. Because... Because he clearly like gave up, he cared about her enough to give up his life for her. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I think this is supposed to show like that they have a certain nobility. Uh, yeah, because he's so he's, maybe they'll explore that further. He's questioning if he needs to be killing everybody because he himself is an example of the fact that a demon doesn't have to take over and become super evil. Which also means that you know he feels bad about killing his parents, but also he tried to briefly tell his dad like you don't have to give in yeah. to a demon. But Ryo just shoots him to like kind of get that fight going. So maybe mm. Akira's like, I could have saved my father if I could have talked to him more, mm. you know? Or yeah. am I, I just terrible for murdering all these demons on this list? I don't think everybody's got it in them to fight the de- to fight their demons. That's what I think. I think so too, but I I, I... I think you have to be a crybaby. Yeah, but I do also think that he just feels bad about killing demons in general. Even if they're bad demons, they don't necessarily need to be ripped apart and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so he's starting to wonder if demons are a little bit more um, multidimensional than Ryo is letting on, as though they're just forces for evil. Because it seems like these two demon people loved each other. Mm. And he murdered them both. Yeah. Okay, uh, next episode. I have written down... The words drug lady. Oh, yeah. Someone, does someone call themselves drug lady? It's some something or there's like a, like a sign or something that says drug lady. No, someone calls themselves drug lady or something. Okay. Let me see if I wrote that down too. I think it's like someone's there for a movie premiere or something or a, a music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drug lady is the name of the movie that, that somebody's in. Okay. Well, we'll get there, I think. Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes for this last episode. but so, so it starts with two men fucking. Oh, yeah. And one of them is a demon. Um, And then it seemed like he killed he killed his partner. Yeah. Which he, is sad. Because he, he didn't want to do it. He seemed sad about it. He's he's flashing back. He's flashing back to the rave, I guess he was at. <laughs> or some party where his boyfriend is dead. Oh. His boyfriend's name is Junichi. Hmm. Um. And he's sad about it. And he's crying while fucking this guy. And then he somehow kills him. Mm. Maybe there was a reason for it. But then he wakes up. There's no blood or anything around him. I don't know if it was a dream. 
I don't know. But then it cuts to Professor Rio's science lab and it's a TV show. And uh, I don't know. It's like stuff about science. I don't I didn't really write notes about that. But it's Rio, the kid, you know, he's doing like he's framing around the track meet this thing about oh, okay. like the super student Miki who uh, and but also the super student gay guy from the other school and he's going to have him on the show yeah he's going to do interviews and stuff yeah and he oh yeah and we see oh, him and before the, the, the the gay guy that we've been talking about his name is Coda Coda thank you and he had uh, tested on Akira beforehand uh, this drink that if you drink it it forcibly invokes your demon side because mm. uh, you remember he does that to Akira then Akira stands up and like tries to punch him but there's a bunch of like glass in the way or something so I guess it seems like Rio's plan is he, while talking to Coda and pretending to like interview him for some science reason, he's going to be like, drink this. Then Coda will drink something. He'll force himself to turn into his demon form, which will scare everyone. Uh, and then uh, he'll let him out, have him quietly killed by Akira. And then in the meantime, Rio will turn this into propaganda to show people demons are real, they exist, and they need to be killed. Mm. they are dangerous so i think that's why he wanted to let him out of the stadium before he gets killed too is i don't think he wanted akira looking heroic Mm. as the devil man devil who's Mm. protecting people because he tells him to do it once he leaves yeah it's kind of awful what happens though because he just murders a bunch of kids yeah the demon so before we get there akira goes up to the track guy koda he goes up to Coda and he's like, hey, you were crying at the airport, weren't you? And he's kind of he's kind of harassing this guy by being like, you were crying and what's your deal and whatever, whatever. And people are like, hey, leave him alone. You know, Coda's like, shut up. And um, yeah, and I think Akira does sympathize with him, but he just doesn't explain it very well. Yeah. Meanwhile, Miko slash Miki, <laughs> Miko is like, I want to be she's a demon. And she's like, I want to be called Miki again. And she's like, if I win these races, they'll call me Miki. I'll get I'll get privilege over the name um and then everybody basically demon races um miko and coda demon race and so they like when they race they get real low to the ground and they swing their arms real fast it's weird (laughs) yeah they run like scooby-doo or something (laughs) who is a dog um uh akira also is part of this race and he skips because it's a relay so then um akira takes over i think miko he or takes somebody. over too early he skips uh mm. miki the regular his neighbor his well not neighbor his childhood friend miki because he wants to be able to run next to coda and he tells coda while they're running like hey yeah. you have like a demon inside of you that you're worried people are going to find out about and it's going to get out and i don't know if coda is supposed to think this way but i definitely think it sounded like he was telling him like i'm gay too Oh, really? I didn't, didn't, I I didn't like, think that. It felt to me like it was veiled in that thing where he's like, you feel like uh, you have something inside of you that you can't oh, let out or people are going to know about it, right? Interesting. And Coda's like, you you do know what this is like? <laughs> but then everything just goes to shit before it can be a, a zany sitcom where he thinks he's gay, but he's not gay or whatever. <laughs> uh, but So I'm, I'm not sure if, that, if I'm adding that subtext or not. That um, happens on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's happened in a bunch of... Once like, once like TV writers realize that like, oh, being gay doesn't have to be a punchline, they still made it like the butt of a joke by straight characters that gay people think are gay and stuff. Yeah, well, it was like, it was like, they thought that the this jock guy was the 
I don't know, a, a murderer or like possessed by a demon or something. And so one guy goes to confront him about it. He's like, hey, man, you don't want to do that stuff. Or he didn't say that. But like he basically he's being very vague about like some secret that he has. And he's like, don't you know, I have a secret, too. And then but it's also has something to do with powers or something. Um, and yeah, so he thinks that they're talking about being gay, but he's really talking about like demons or something. So it's kind of the same thing. In real life, as I understand it, gay men know if another guy's not gay. <laughs> That's not true. Or gay. So if you were like, you hey, can't know. I have a secret too, they'd be like, no, you don't. You just believe the person if they tell you. Your secret is you have diabetes or something. Mark, you're wrong. You don't know anything. <laughs> I've heard about gaydar and I've heard they can, gay men have told me they can always tell. Yeah, I think people always think that they can always tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's true. <laughs> um, What are we talking about? Um... At that point, Rio activates like this hologrammy thing around the stadium that There's, makes it look like a big rave. Yeah, it's like sexy images everywhere. Well, but it's it's not supposed to be sexy. I thought that at first too, but he's showing the rave where either Miki transformed or where Koda lost his boyfriend. Maybe it's the same party, mm. but he's supposed to be showing how dangerous demons are mm. to everyone. Or it's supposed to... I, I think know. it activates the demon. It's, yeah, I'm sorry. It's supposed to invoke coda transforming because he's showing him his boyfriend dying it's really fucked up oh it's, it's where all these people died maybe where he transformed and his boyfriend uh junichi died and akira yells tries to yell to ryo like don't do this uh i sw- i didn't switch his drink because there was this plot earlier where he, he wants to have him drink a sports drink that has ryo's secret demon in- in- invoking formula but akira i guess felt bad and didn't want to do that because he's doubting his need to kill all the demons but it doesn't matter. Uh, this video was enough to bring out Coda's uh, demon form. Yeah. And then he runs around like a big Pokemon killing he, he, kids. The demon comes out while he's crying. Yeah. Cry, mm. baby, cry. And uh, yeah, he starts killing people. And um, Miki saves Miko because Miko looked like she was about to join in the fight too. And Miki's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, Miki is like, she's, it's, I feel bad for Miko because she wants to be the better Miki, but Miki is like stopping cops from shooting kids. Yeah. <laughs> she's also like, she's also helpful in the locker room. I forget what it was, but there's mm-hmm. something where she looks cool even in the locker room. And then in this situation, she gets saved by her, you know, totally selflessly yeah. pulls her out of there. Without even having powers. Yeah. Um, so and the Mikis are safe. <laughs> And then it's news that Coda is a demon. It's all like all over the news. You see it. And then it looks like the demons have a meeting about it. Like you see a bunch of demons in a room talking about they it. They all talk funny. <laughs> but it's it's fun. It's fun to see them all in their little suits and they're just awkwardly either in their strange demon forms or they're humans that are weird. <laughs> and they seem to not know what's up with the... Because yeah. we, we saw them before uh, Akira and Silen fought as well. Anyway. What do you mean they talk funny? Are you accusing me of something? Because I'm just saying that one of them, the one that's talking, is like a high-pitched voice that's like way up here or something. Okay, okay. Okay. We didn't notice it. Well, I'm racist. That's all. I just didn't notice. I guess that's all it is. Um... So yeah, that's when Ryo opens the gate to like let the demons out and so Akira can kill it outside. Which he does way too late. Um... And 
Akira calls, he calls Dio on the cell phone and is like, I took care of the demon. Yeah. But he hadn't yet. He called that, he said, he called that in first. And Rio's like, oh, thank God. Go and home, then get he some tells rest. he tells Coda as like this big scary demon. He's like, you're a devil man too, and you can you you know I I'll save you and whatever. And he saves him. And he picks him up. Well, actually, he doesn't save him. We don't know if he will, but I think he will because he will. I think he will. I think he will because he's a crybaby too. I think the if you're a crybaby, you you can defeat the devil within you. Yeah. If you're if you're emotional, if you're in touch with your emotions. Yeah. He he was crying before. Like in you puberty, know? you get more testosterone. You get more strength and anger but if you're still in touch with the sensitive side you won't you kill can, people you can control your anger you can control your your inner demon your aggressiveness but you can't stop coming no and he picks them up and they fly into the night like that Benny Mardonez song and then the credits roll we don't know what happens after that Miles what is that face uh, I'm trying to remember if I uh ever killed someone during puberty i can't remember (laughs) i don't think you had it in you because i was i was in touch with my emotions sure that's what i meant yeah ryo at one point looks really gendo when he's like when araki's like stop i didn't switch his drink they cut to Ryo with his hands folded in front of his mouth looking like gendo ikari the fucking number one asshole number one anime asshole probably (laughs) um this guy's up there though he seems like a bad dude He's a real piece of shit. Uh, he yeah. Just like the way he invokes the demon out of the sky. Yeah. He could have opened the gate to let the demon out first, but instead he just keeps him inside the stadium. So he kills all these kids. And so it could be news. People yep. can see how bad he is. Yeah. And I think he might just be wrong about the demons. I think they just might be. I mean, they're obviously murderers. But maybe you can save them. Yeah. I think they're not. I think it's more complicated than he's telling Akira. But he also does not seem to care about how many human beings have to die in order for whatever his mission really is to to happen. Yeah. He's very cold and calculated. And when he was when he was even telling Akira about like here are vices that humans can have, he's sort of being like humans are too emotional. They don't think with logic or whatever as though mm-hmm. he's almost like the fucking stupid cat thing from Madoka being like, "Whoa, what's the problem? Why are you upset? Why do you have emotions? That's dumb." Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I look forward to seeing if, uh, Akira can turn it around and maybe reform some demons and maybe at some point bite off Ryo's head. Maybe that'll happen. That'd be fun. Maybe I'll like this show more. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I feel like it has interesting themes, but I'm just, yeah. and it's like really nice art, but I don't know. I don't know why. I'm interested, but I'm not that interested. You seem like you liked it more <laughs> than the first three. I think that once I start watching something and like I know the characters and stuff, like as long as I don't hate it, I I like it more as it goes. You know, as long as I don't hate it. You get Stockholm there's, Syndrome. There's nothing about this that I hate, you know? It's just like I probably wouldn't watch it on my own. But like, I don't know, jumping into like episodes four, five, six, I'm like, okay, I know these characters. I know this world. Like it's familiar to me. Let's see what happens to them, you know? Yeah. I guess it's easier than starting a new show. Yeah. Uh yeah. That's it. By the way, I don't I don't know if it, if it matters, but I noticed that Sailor Moon announced two new movies. There were, or it's like a, t- a two-part movie called Sailor Moon Cosmos. Cool. Some trailers for that out there. Um I saw a headline that said it it shows the beginning of the end or something. I don't know. Sailor Moon's going to have an apocalypse. Any anyway. JoJo news? 
Not really. I think they're still doing that JoJo World pop-up exhibit thing, but not here in America, so never mind. Not up in here. Nope. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod. There is a fan-run Discord for the podcast that I'll have a link to in the description. And remember that you can support us and tell us what to podcast about by going to patreon.com slash JJBpod. Next week, we will be watching Moyashimon, the show about bacteria. Yay! Oh, that sounds cool. It'll probably be the first three episodes, but we're not entirely sure yet. We'll let you know on Twitter. Anyway, until then, stay clean, everybody. Bye! And have a great week. Goodbye. Goodbye.